0: What would you say the main thing that brought you to your faith in your life would have been, the main
1: event? Well, I think the main event that brought me to my life was actually—I um, have to be honest—you know, me, having grown up as a Christian yeah. and, um, and a Christian family. You know, for me, in a way, I kind of almost felt like I just kind yeah. yeah. of. So yeah. yeah. Four or five questions. Yeah. Great, no problem. Uh, so,
0: um, <laughs> what would you say the main thing that brought you to your faith in your life would have been, the main event?
1: Well, I think the main event that brought me to my life was actually, um, I have to be honest, you know, me, having grown up as a Christian yeah. and, um, and a Christian family, you know, for me, in a way, I kind of almost felt like I just kind of sort of by osmosis came into it. But it wasn't until I was about 19 or so that as I was reading some of the works of C.S. Lewis in particular, and I really struggled with my faith. And I think um, I had been traveling around the world and I'd been looking mm-hmm. at other religions and that kind of thing because I really wanted to get to the bottom of things. And it was reading some of C.S. Lewis's stuff in particular, a book he wrote before he became a Christian called The Abolition of Man. That book made me realize that my whole belief system was built on sand, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I began to relook at everything. And it was through that that I came back to my childhood truths and went, you know what? The story of Jesus is the one. That is my story. It is the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I am. Um, yeah, I, I put my stake in the ground there. So that for me was the process. All right. Um,
0: <laughs> what would you say of all the artists? Who was the one artist mm-hmm. that inspired you to write your music,
1: do you think? Wow, out of all the artists... Gosh, that's a bit unfair, really. Uh, I've been, okay, I will say, I mean, there's, there's different artists that have profoundly inspired me. Yeah. Keith Green was a tremendous inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was before my time. In fact, Keith died when I was young. Mm-hmm. But um, I loved the way that he wrote. I loved his heart. I loved his passion. I love the fact that he, he spoke with incredible passion, even when he was wrong sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan, and I still love his work. Even now, some of that stuff sounds as fresh as a mm-hmm. daisy. Um, Johnny Cash was another big influence on me. Um, maybe not as much musically. I don't know. I man, I'd love, I'd love to be <laughs> people to compare my music to Johnny's any day. But, um, I, I think just that um, I, I loved the fact that he was a man of faith, but a, a real man. Yeah. And um, I was he profoundly impacted my life. And um, yeah, I guess uh, I mean a lot of the Motown artists would, would have had a big impact on my style and things. But um, I will say as well that um, you know it's a bit weird now because they're still such a big band, but you guys won't believe this, but when I was just a little boy, um, I can remember when U2 was this little tiny band that no one knew about. And do. Uh, and yeah, I got into them in about 1981 when I was 11. And, uh, yeah, and I had that first, I had that record October, which is essentially yeah. just a, a worship record, an extraordinary rock and roll worship record, and it, it changed the way I thought about everything. So I would say those would be my big influences, yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, whilst we're on the topic of your music and stuff, then, yeah. how different do you see your, your worship, your... Um, yeah, your ministry. In, from How different is it from seminars to your band to making your music?
1: And I think hopefully they all dovetail in the same thing. I, I feel like that, um, you know, my wife likes it the most when I, like, I do a seminar and then we play a show because she goes, you know, <laughs> it's like you get to demonstrate the stuff that you talk about all the time, you know? For me, I, I think that, you know, I didn't really, to be honest with you, it's only in the past year or so that I've started to think, you know, I, I, I have to make music as an artist. It's something important to me to make music emotionally. Mm-hmm. I would have probably said before that that I made music because I have a message. And it's just the most effective way to get, you know, rock and roll is a very good tool to reach tens of thousands of people. I mean, you know, I I would play or speak to, you know, over 100,000 people a year. A lot of that's because I play in a rock and roll band. So for me, it's always been a tool. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, I don't see there's a giant difference between those things. It's just that in a seminar, I get to go into more depth. But I have to say that sometimes emotionally, I'm able to connect with people on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. On something much deeper, a rock and roll show. It's very bizarre cool yeah. cool um, just one last question um,
0: what what is the highlight of your career since you've become a Christian would you say since you've become just entered your career as a as a, 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 a leader and um, an artist what would you say the one inspiration Gosh. highlight of your career is
1: I don't know I don't really know that I have a career um, I don't know I think that To be honest with you, that's probably my fear is that this becomes a career, you know? Mm. One of the reasons I want to call it a day with 100 hours is I don't want to play to the same people all the time. I want to – I need to write new songs for new people. And um, I I think that there have been a lot of moments that have been powerful for me. Um, I I met Mother Teresa when I was um, 19, and uh, I I spent a couple days working with her. And those days – profoundly changed the way I saw the poor forever. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, on that front. But I have to say that, um, yeah, you know, I can remember uh, playing a gig in Australia um, in a place called Burke, <laughs> the back of Burke. It's actually a, a joke in Australia. They call it when you go to the back of Burke. We'd driven all day. It's like over like 42, 45 degrees, something ridiculous, ludicrously hot. We got there, was a school gym filled with these little tiny children. Most of them were really smelly, really dirty. They had put us up in the nicest place they could find, which was a house that had rats in it. Had a rat run across my face during the night. It was nice. shocking. And for the show, they had two guitars for us. And between those two acoustic guitars, there was a total, I think, of, of I think, eight strings between the two guitars. So, and it was just me and my bass player, Jono. So we just got there and played, and while we played our show, and again, we played in Sydney the night before to a giant crowd. Yeah. <laughs> when we played our show for these little kids, man, these little dirty smelly kids, half the other kids were roller skating around us in a circle. And I think that moment for me, I just thought, man, this is what I do. This is what incredible. I do. I don't care if it's on a big stage with lights, or if we got eight, eight guitar strings and rats on our face, this <laughs> is what I do. This is my business right here. And um, watching those kids connect with Hope that day, is, uh, that was a real highlight for me incredible um i lied when i said that's the last (laughs) (laughs) question okay fair enough (laughs) i just read my sheet we've got two more yeah that's okay that's Um, all
0: right this one's from sarah our youth leader um yeah what do you have you read the book the shack
1: yeah i've read the shack yeah what
0: what did you make of it i like the shack yeah
1: Yeah, i do i think it's a profound book i think that i mean obviously there's a lot of controversy over it um but there's a lot of controversy over everything (laughs) i think anything that helps people connect with god in a deeper way and particularly try to understand God in a deeper way. That doesn't mean that I think that, you know, I think that we've got to enjoy the shack as a story and that we've got to enjoy the way that it helps us ask some important questions about ourselves, about what we think is valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that sometimes what people do is they take books that are works of art and works of fiction and try to turn them into theological textbooks. Yeah, They're not that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the author of the shack intends that to be the point at all in any way. And that's why I like the book quite a bit, Mm -hmm. you know? That's cool. So you got me. Cool. There I am. I'm on camera now saying I like the shack.
0: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question. What Shorter. would you say your favorite worship song is and why?
1: My favorite worship song. Goodness. And can Joe find it to play? Yeah. yeah. I can I know. Know. yeah. Uh, a little things. thing we do can is Joe beat Joe, it.
0: our DJ, if he can find it on the laptop. My favorite
1: worship song. Oh, my word. Um, I don't know. I might... Gosh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, yeah, I have my. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably have different categories of things. I, I do like a song called "Rushing Wind" by Keith Green. I think it's quite intense. And um, there's another Keith Green song called "The Lord Is My Shepherd," which tears me down pretty hard too. <coughs> um, I don't know, man. I think, um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff that I think is outside the canon of worship music yeah. that I think are. Incredible worship songs as well. Perhaps I won't mention those because I might get myself into deep trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some great rock and roll songs out there that I think, when they are written, weren't intended to be mm. worship songs, but they capture something from me, Definitely. you know, in a big way. Definitely. Check out some Tom Petty. There's some great Tom Petty songs yeah. that um, I think we ought to sing at church. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I sing them at church. But I tell you, the song I've used a lot recently, yeah. um, when people have asked me to come and lead worship, and I've wanted to try to make a point because I'm always trying to make a point. It's my problem. Um, I've been using um, uh, this uh, fantastic old Bob Marley song. um, And, uh, you know, the one, um, you know. uh, One love, one lie. Let's get together and feel all right. Give thanks and praise to the Lord, and I will feel all right. And I've loved watching congregations go, oh, you can't sing this in church, to connecting with it, to everyone just lifting up that part, especially, that, let's give thanks and praise the Lord Now, i feel all right. It's just something, you know, just quite magical happens. So, yeah, that That's makes really the cool. list as well. So there you go. Oh, bless you.